Hello there, it's Connor from Unleash the Ghouls. Thank you for checking out the audio version of this episode. If you didn't know, you can also watch the video version of every episode over on YouTube. Just search Unleash the Ghouls and take your pick. In the meantime, sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Welcome one, welcome all, and welcome to a deep discussion where I, Connor, delve into the rabbit hole of randomness and break down topics of terror. There's going to be some spoilers ahead, so get ready and let's jump right into it. The horror genre has seen its fair share of psychotic killers, Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers, all terrifying figures who dish out bloodshed and carnage, but they're fictional, characters that have been created to make a sense of fear. However, there's no real fear that can be replicated quite like the horror of the real world. The figure of the serial killer has inspired many films throughout horror history, with certain traits and aspects of real murderers and events being weaved into a film's narrative. This has been a thing since even the early years of cinema, with the likes of Fritz Lang's 1931 film M, a German film which sees Peter Lorre portraying a child murderer whose crimes are so cruel he inspires the criminal underworld to rise up and hunt him down. Lorre's child killer character in the movie was inspired by the real-life killer Fritz Lahmann, who sexually assaulted, murdered and mutilated 27 boys and young men in the early 1900s. Lahman was also the direct subject of Uli Lommel's 1973 movie, The Tenderness of the Wolves. So already we can see examples of two films, one of which used a real killer as inspiration for a fictional killer and one which directly explored the real killer himself. Though over time many killers like Jack the Ripper, John Wayne Gacy, Harold Shipman to name but few, have had a huge influence on the crafting of certain films and their villains, arguably the most influential figure is Ed Gein. Also known as the Butcher of Plainfield, Gein is one of the most notorious murderers in recorded history, whose acts were so disturbingly unique that they stand out amongst other kinds of murders, and that's due to Gein's methods. He was a body snatcher who exhumed corpses from graveyards and fashioned trophies out of their remains, anything from clothing to ornaments to furniture, all just sorts of keepsakes fashioned from real dead flesh and bones. Naturally, who comes to mind when you hear that? Leatherface, of course. 1974's The Texas Chainsaw Massacre broke new ground for horror by showcasing a grainy, authentic look that enhanced the raw nature of the film's subject matter. A group of teens are travelling across the states and wind up the victims of the evil Sawyer family, which includes Leatherface, a man who wears a mask made of the skin of his victims and who has furnished his home with the bones and skin of humans and animals alike. Some of the items collected by the authorities from Ed Gein's property include skulls on his bedposts, a corset made from skin, a heart in a plastic bag, nine vaginas in a shoebox, a lampshade made from human skin, and a belt made of nipples. The terrifying thought is that every trophy for gain, each tiny piece of the items he constructed, is the result of an innocent person's excruciating pain and fear, or the desecration of an innocent person who's been peacefully laid to rest. On Gain's influence for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, director Toby Hooper has said that the story of Gain and the items found in the 
crime scene scared the hell out of him as a kid, and he held a fear of the dark side of humanity, using Texas Chainsaw as a way to unleash those dark ideas and childhood fears alike through the imagery of cinema. One of the most cringe-inducing images is when Leatherface picks up a woman and drops her onto a sharp meat hook, hanging her by her own skeleton and skin, which Gein himself did to the body of one of his victims, Bernice Warden. As most serial killers do have, Gein's upbringing and personal relationships had a massive effect on his development. At school, Gein was said to be shy and quiet with unusual mannerisms, and even at an older age, local townspeople said that he was a seemingly gentle and kind person with a reserved but awkward personality. His father George was an alcoholic who died of heart failure when Gein was in his mid-30s, and eventually Gein started taking care of his mother, who passed away after her second stroke. Gein lost the person he adored, his one and only friend in the world, and his one true love. Let's combine the above, a shy man with a quirky personality who had an unparalleled adoration for his mother, Norman Bates, of course. In Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho, Anthony Perkins portrays the owner of a motel who, behind the curtains, is a murderer, killing off Janet Leigh in one of film's most iconic death scenes, before going on a further killing spree, talking to his dead mother, keeping his mother's skeletal remains locked away, and even dressing up in his mother's clothes, all while having an unassuming personality. The movie Psycho is based on the novel by Robert Block, who lived around 35 miles away from Plainfield at the time Gein was arrested. Block heard rumours that the women's clothing made of skin was for the intention of Gain pretending to be his deceased mother, and that's where the Gain comparison came into fruition. Then Hitchcock took the novel, and there we go, one of the genre's finest entries. Gain's influence carried on into more major films, like 1991's The Silence of the Lambs, which was a monumental success, being one of only three films in the history of the Academy Awards to collectively win the Best Actor, Actress, and Picture Awards. Though the star of the Sure, there is Anthony Hopkins as Hannibal Lecter, whose cannibalism could draw loosely on Gain, considering Gain's cannibalism was never proven, only assumed. The main influence of Gain is on the film's targeted serial killer, Buffalo Bill. Bill was actually inspired by four killers, of which Gain was one, the others being Gary Heidnick, Edmund Kemper, and Ted Bundy. Side note here, if you want to learn more about Bundy, the movie Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile, starring Zac Efron, comes recommended. However, back to Buffalo Bill, the clearest of the gain influences in his character comes in the form of the woman's suit made of specifically female skin, which draws a massive comparison to one of the items found at Gain's residence. That leaves it for the more sort of classic films that Gain influenced, but I'd like to mention some lesser-known movies that he also had an influence on. There's 1972's Three on a Meat Hook, great title by the way. Here, the meat hook comes back into play as the father of a local farm boy is a killer who enjoys hanging his victims on meat hooks. The father, Frank, also has an obsession with his mother. In 1974, we had Deranged Confessions of a Necrophile, another great title. Here we see a deranged rural farmer, Ezra Cobb, played by Roberts Blossom, a man who has a deep affection towards his mother. He keeps her dead body rotting away in her bed and becomes a grave robber in order to provide her with some company. He digs up corpses and arranges them around her house to form a little community of dead bodies. The film's even set in Wisconsin, the same state where 
where Gain lived and committed his crimes. In 2000, we finally saw a movie which approached Gain directly in the same way Tenderness of the Wolves approached Fritz Lahman. This movie, simply titled Again, but originally titled In the Light of the Moon, features Steve Railsbeck as Gain and tells his story of grave digging and the shooting of two people. Later in 2007, we got Egg Gain the Butcher of Plainfield, which starred none other than Jason Voorhees himself, Kane Hodder, in the title role. Neither this film nor the 2000 film were done that well or that tastefully, really. It's obviously a very difficult subject matter to try and cover in film, considering the ferocity and disgusting nature of the original acts, but I think it boils down to the artistic style and the tonal balance of the product. Psycho, Texas Chainsaw and Silence of the Lambs all have an everlasting reputation and continually are cited for their greatness, despite having brutal, terrible stories behind them. I think that with the right cast choice, the right director and approach, a movie based on Gain, his childhood, upbringing, family and eventual crimes would make a great movie. It just needs doing with the correct balance rather than going overly explicit and gory for the sake of it. Something with the same tone as Silence of the Lambs or even something like Seven, that kind of serious gritty realistic tone, that would be a great tone to have and would make a great project that could have a huge impact on the biopic horror genre and perhaps even further influence new iconic horror villains down the line. I'm Connor, signing off from Unleash the Ghouls. I'll see you next time. Ooh.